So I'm going to bug you guys again today with more discussion about something that you know about, but maybe you don't like to face. And what is that today? That is the concept of postponing the inevitable, which again, sounds like, like all my episodes, it sounds like, oh yeah, I know where you're going with this. Okay, thanks. Next. Well, possibly, possibly, but I want you to listen. I want you to work with me here. Okay. Let's talk about postponing the inevitable, why we do it. What's the reasoning behind it? What can we do about it? And when are we doing it when we don't realize it? Right. So postponing the inevitable obviously sounds like procrastination, which is technically what it is, right? We're trying to put something off, put something off and put something off. But we have to, first of all, delineate right there. What is postponing the inevitable and what is postponing the inevitable? <laughs> That even a word? I just realized that. What is postponing it? That's something that's inevitable. And what is postponing something that can be postponed forever? Something that may never come to pass. Those are very different things. And that's our first delineation. You know me, I like to think broadly and go into, into you know, well, broader concepts and really extreme things. So let's talk about death for a second. Death is the one inevitable thing that we cannot avoid. Now, we should try to postpone it. That's kind of what we do on a daily basis. We work to postpone death, but it is inevitable. So let's be honest, of the few things out there that are unquestionably inevitable, that one is one of them. I think that is even more inevitable than the sun coming up tomorrow. You could live somewhere where it doesn't come up tomorrow because there's no tomorrow for you. Because anyway, geography, uh, uh, physics. Anyway, we're going to move on from that. What I'm trying to say is apart from things like death, you can't avoid death, right? We can postpone things inevitably. Um, that will never come to pass as long as we keep postponing them. But that is a discussion that's sort of related, of course, but it's a different discussion. What I'm worried about right now for you today and myself is when you are postponing something that will come to pass, not just death, not just extreme things. Living with that postponement is literal torture. And that is the whole point of today is you are creating life, um, a, live, a living hell in your life by postponing the inevitable. And I know you know that, but have you been able to identify what you're postponing that is inevitable? We have a lot of blurry things in our head. For example, health. Hmm? We might be postponing something that's going to happen to us you know, because we're not taking care of ourselves. And by not taking care of ourselves, we are postponing something that's going to happen that we're causing. It sounds weird. I know it's like, well, we're causing a problem. We're not avoiding what we're postponing our health and our prosperity. We're putting things off, putting things off, putting things off. One of the big things that I talk about on this entire podcast is the idea of acting when you feel like you need to do something instead of acknowledging it and saying, well, okay, I'll get to that. There are certainly times when we have to get to it whenever later for very practical reasons. But when we have something right now, when we act on it, it can make an enormous difference. I've said it before, but I'll say it again. One thing, for example, let's say you're trying to become more physically active. Let's say you are not physically active like I haven't been lately and it's been difficult for me. I've not been particularly happy about it. Um, I haven't been particularly physically active lately. And because of that, I am trying to be more active. Has it worked supremely well? No, not really. I've had some struggles. But whenever I think to myself, oh, yeah, I want to go on my bike ride today. The first thing that happens is 14 different reasons why I can't go right now. 
why I'll go later <laughs> and etc. And a lot of them are practical. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are just feeling down on the fact that I haven't been doing it as much as I'd like to. But when I stop and I just go, fuck it now, now, which weirdly I'm getting that feeling right now in the middle of this recording, but now I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to go now. And I go take a 20, 25 minute bike ride, especially in the heat that we have right now, currently in the beginning of July here in South Texas, wild heat this summer. Um, I go out, sweat my ass off. And when I come back, I feel so much better. Do I feel wonderful? Do I feel like everything is solved and all my challenges in life are, are gone? And, and you know, No, but I feel so much better. Sometimes acting on something right that moment when it's most difficult is when it's the most beneficial. If you tell yourself, I'm going to go on that bike ride tonight at six. And then finally, 745 rolls around and you go out there with the vestiges of the sun hitting the horizon and you do a quick little 10 minute ride and you come back and you go, well, I, I did it but you don't feel like you did enough and you're disappointed how often you put it off. And then you still took almost two hours to actually do it based on when you said you were, it might actually even work against you. Yeah. You technically did it, which is better than not, but it might work against you. I'm here to endorse the idea of doing the now when that idea hits, do it. Especially if you know good and well, you damn sure that if you keep postponing it, it's just going to blow up in your face. And what other things can be described as that? Or can be put into that line of thinking where you're postponing the inevitable? Often it can be friendships or relationships. Y you know they're over. You know it's not working. And it's not necessarily always just a calm, reserved sort of, ah, yeah, that's how it has to be. A lot of times it's very hurtful and sad, you know, and it can be um, life-shattering. But when you know, you know, and when you persist under the premise of the relationship is somehow important, therefore my effort is, should be, I don't know, my effort somehow should justify the importance or vice versa. The importance of this should justify my effort or however you want to look at it. You, you try and you try and you try and you try in this friendship or in this relationship and you realize it's not going to happen. You can see the writing on the wall. You know what's coming. And you think, well, if I just think right now, Nino, you're saying, I know this relationship isn't working, so I'm going to stop it, right? Well, you might feel cold about that. Does that mean, you know, two fingers to the air, burn everything down, be cold and crass to this person or people in your life? No, but it might be time to make that decision and be done. And let's take it even a step further when it comes to interpersonal relationships. Let's say you have stepped away from somebody. Okay. But you know, okay, let's say, you know, this person, this friend, this family member has not been good. And I finally exited from their life. Okay. And then of course you can include romantic relationship too. And you stepped away, but you still keep in touch and you know, you don't want to, um, you reply to them if they contact you. Uh, if it's a family member, they could have a lot of obligation and guilt and other family members saying, Hey, have you, have you, have you called your brother? You know, you could have that, but what are you doing? You're postponing the inevitable, your peace and your happiness or potential path towards happiness could, it probably will hang in the balance of you in this postponement. Just cut it off, especially when you've been trying as much as you have. Cut it off. You got to take care of yourself. And 
while you're postponing, you think you're telling yourself that you're doing something perhaps that's righteous, excuse me, righteous <laughs> or rational. Let's fuse those two words together. Righteous or rational, decent, moral, patient, empathetic. You put all these good spins on what you're doing. And when you first started, when you first started to analyze the situation and think, oh, this relationship isn't working, this communication isn't working. When you first started to give it other kinds of efforts, it could have been steeped in empathy and decency and logic and rational, rational thinking. But it did devolve over time into what it is now, which is uh, postponing the inevitable. Why you're doing that and you're telling yourself all these great words of what you're describing, describing what you're doing as being so suddenly moral or righteous, you're actually making your life, like I said, a living hell. You're doing the opposite of what you're telling yourself you're doing. I'm doing the right thing. You're actually doing the acutely wrong thing for yourself. It's not just a matter of principle or emotional, inspirational memes on Instagram. It's a matter of really, what are you doing right now that you are wasting time on and wasting energy on that you could be doing other things that really help you, that really progress? When you postpone the inevitable, that is what you're doing because you know, you know, and you're probably scared because, you know, we all have, I'm going to say a flippant term, but we all have FOMO, fear of missing out. What if I cut this off and I make this choice and I'm wrong? Yeah, I understand that. But in the end, I think that all interpersonal relationships, friends, family, lovers, whatever, I don't think the genuine ones can actually sever. I think that if you put too much pressure on yourself with the idea that you need to fix this and it has to come from you and you can't give up, that is not fair. Sometimes when it comes down to it, you giving up on that relationship means that the other person has to step it up. The other person has to try to come back and mend it. And they don't have to mend it on their terms. It has to be mended on your terms. Realistically, a fusion of both. But if you're separate from a family member, and after a couple of years, they call you and they're like, hey, how you been? I haven't talked to you in a little while. I'm, I'm okay. And they're like, well, you know, I haven't heard from you and I haven't reached out because you always seem pissed at me and you always do all these things. So I just figured I'll just leave you alone because you just, you always seem mad. So I don't want to make it matter. So I don't, they're kind of blaming you for everything. That might be a relationship that's not worth it. But if your family member calls you and says, listen, it's been a while. And I'm, I know that we could talk about a lot of things that have been done and said. And, you know, I, I acknowledge my role in all of this. And it's been difficult. I, I don't like it. And I'm trying to contact you to see if there's any way that we can talk this out. You know, we can just kind of lay it all out and, and see what's what. You know, I miss talking to you. You're my brother, cousin, father, whatever. Um, and whatever. If they come to you with this, like, can I meet you where you're at with an honest discourse? Then that might be something there. That's a genuine connection. But do you put more responsibility or all of the responsibility on fixing a connection on you? Because that's usually what giving people tend to do. And giving people tend to be 
not just giving, but we know this, they, they, they're, they're too giving, but the reasoning why is that we fear losing because we generally, generally speaking, we, we get really connected and really attached to people. And losing them is not easy. It's not, it's not the most comfortable feeling in the world to lose that person, whether it's a friend or whatever. And even if you know full, full tilt, I cannot talk to this person anymore. That was a really bad incident. Certain kind of people like me, we, we, we still think about it from time to time and we still miss certain things, you know, uh, extreme examples, notwithstanding. But when you're postponing the inevitable, you're, probably putting all the responsibility on you to sever, excuse me, to fix this severed relationship and to give it a chance and to really put yourself out there and don't give up hope. It could be even out of guilt. I don't want to be blamed for giving up. I don't want the finger pointed at me for being the one who walked away. I don't want to be the one who stopped trying. See, if a relationship is such a struggle for you, such a difficult thing to to just keep working on a daily basis, it's not just one-sided. I think most of the people who are lousy at relationships, for various reasons, usually has to do with selfishness. But I think people who are lousy at interpersonal relationships, for the most part, don't know that they are. Seriously, they, they might sense something is up because their friend or partner or family member seems a little tense around them maybe. But for the most part, they don't realize what's going on. <laughs> They, they think everything's fine. But when you're the one on, on, I guess in the, you know, the butt end, getting all of this difficulty and the relationship is a constant struggle and you wonder why you're doing it. After a while you go from, Hey, I'm going to fix this. This is difficult, but I, I can fix this. This is important to me. We can do this. We can get through this. Once you go through enough rounds of that, it might turn into what the hell am I doing anymore? Right? When it gets to that point, some of us still, some of us, we still think it's somehow our fault. We still think we shouldn't walk away. We shouldn't give up on this because we're going to be blamed or we're just going to feel bad. Or maybe, maybe just maybe. Guys, I'm here to tell you right now. It has to get to the point where you have to stop postponing the inevitable and cut it. Cut now and that chapter will end. If there is to be another chapter, it might have to come from the other party. That is not necessarily hasty or selfish. If you do that straight away, as soon as you have one disagreement with somebody, you might want to reconsider. <laughs> but if you've tried and tried and tried, you need to end that chapter and see if they start the new chapter. It is not always on you. And if they don't, that probably tells you everything you need to know. Okay. And how you define an effort, a, a genuine effort, if you sever away from somebody who's causing you problems and then a week later they text you with, hey, how are you? That may not be, oh, okay, well, look, they're making an effort. We're good now. No, we've talked about this many times, guys. It's not about words. It's not about actions, though actions can be good. It's about patterns. Are they going to establish new behaviors consistently that can be seen and identified in a pattern? And you go, wow. This person is pleasant to be in communication with. Doesn't have to, I'm not saying everything has to be happy and jubilant and joking all the time, but their participation in your life is bringing you some kind of positive thing, something, anything, as opposed to what it had become before you cut it. Now, most of the time when this happens, when you sever somebody, most of the time, 
the other person doesn't come back to fix it. I hate to say that, but that's just, at least in my experience and people I've talked to, when something is so bad and they finally get away from that bad relationship, they finally get away from that toxic parent, it doesn't usually come from the other person to come back and fix it. More often than not, we find ourselves waiting a year or two or three or 10, and then we reach out with the idea that maybe something's changed. I guess that's not bad, as long as we know our boundaries, as long as we know to take that step back in in two years, look at the situation and go, whoa, nothing's changed, and step back out. It's okay to miss people that meant something to you, or that still means something to you. It's okay, but you have to know when that, like I said, that inevitable incident where you're gonna have to get away from them, it's coming. You either do it now or you prolong it and suffer longer. And like I said, how do you justify it? Well, apart from the fact that you deserve to be happy, apart from that, try to remember what I said. Sometimes you have to let go and put it in their hands. If this relationship is gonna be fixed, it's gotta come from them. You've done all you can do. You might be receptive to them trying, but they're gonna have to prove it to you with a significant change in behavior, significant acknowledgement of their behavior in the past, and then changes that are repeatable and noticeable. That's called a pattern, right? And that's what I'm trying to convey to you today. We're going to wrap it up, but that's basically the, the point I'm trying to convey to you today. We're really, really good about taking self-responsibility, about taking, um, you know, put put the weight on your own shoulders for your choices that led you to the position in your life that you're in. We're really good about that. At least a lot of us are. And that's what I'm speaking to you right now. We're really, really good about taking that self-responsibility. But like a previous episode said, do we take it too far? Do we blame everything on ourselves? Do we think this could have worked if I only did X, Y, Z? Once you've done attempt 37, it's time to put it on them. And you'll be, uh, quote, pleasantly surprised to find they don't usually come back and try to fix it. Not in any way that matters. <laughs> They'll try to reach out. They'll try to blame you like, well, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while, but you're kind of a jerk. Oh, thanks. You know, when you know full well what happened and you know full well the pattern, you know the full well the history, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to carry that weight anymore. Put it on them. Now, the real pleasant surprise happens when they do come back with real change, when the absence of you in their life make such a striking impact on them that they wake up and they make changes and they think, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to make changes to, to accommodate the, you in my life because you are important to me. And I want to make the changes that matter because I don't want to hurt you anymore. That's powerful. And that's, you know, transformative, but we don't see it very often. And that kind of tells you what the relationship was about. It doesn't mean people were evil necessarily. It usually just means incompatible. Put it on them. Let it go. Put it on them. You have done all you can. Okay, you have. You've done all you can. Put it on them. A million different sort of, you know, <laughs> ways I could describe it in creative and, 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 and poetic ways. But I'm just trying to say, let it go. Take it off your shoulders. Put it on them. Walk away. And then if they're going to prove it to you, they have to really prove it to you. Because I think you have proven enough with all the efforts you've made, haven't you? They're not seeing it, they're not acknowledging it, or they don't appreciate it, but you have done it. You've made your effort. And in the mix might have been some mistakes you made too, because you can't think clearly, or you're upset, or you let things get to you, or you overreact. But you still tried. And if they're going to try, 
there has to be something seriously transformative. You yourself made how many concessions for them? How many amends did you make? How many things did you try for that family member, that, that marriage, that friend, that coworker? How much did you try? And it never seemed to be acknowledged. Okay, that's it. Now it's on them. They have a huge mountain to climb to get you back into their life. And like I said, most won't. But the few that do, it's a good way to give you a pretty good idea that they might be worth keeping in your life. So trust me on this. Know when to stop postponing the inevitable. Cut it. End the chapter. There might be another one. But it doesn't mean that you have to write it.